Alabama got a huge commitment from a wide receiver out of Florida. Stop me if you've heard it before. Well, don't stop me. Go ahead and listen. We're going to talk about it right now. Locked on Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me, Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? That's me. Uh, man, what uh, what a news cycle. It's not like everything in the world happened the last 24 hours, but again, this whole time from now until roughly Christmas, it is going to be news central. It is. Portal, this episode, recruiting. This episode of Locked on Bama is brought to you by Sling TV. Don't miss this weekend's matchup between Alabama and South Dakota State. You can find it on Sling TV. You can find everything on Sling TV. The TV you love for a price you'll love, that's Sling TV. Try it today. Tell you about Sling TV a little bit more in just a minute. But, Jimmy, Alabama got a commitment yesterday. And uh, look, at, look at me here. As he joins us, Jaron Hamilton. Not really. He just joins us what's, in a photograph. What's that? Uh, right in between. <laughs> So no comment, huh, Jaron? Um, it's just a picture of Jaron for those listening on the podcast and not on YouTube. But uh, Jaron Hamilton, a wide receiver, 6'1", 188, out of Gainesville, Florida, of all places. Uh, Jimmy, I'm looking at his offer list right now, Alabama, Boston College, Florida, Jackson State. Um, it's not the – the offer list to end all offer list, but he is number 261 player in the country. I think this guy is shooting up the charts a little bit. Um, he's going to end up probably, I'm going to say in the top 200 when all said and done consensusly. I'm taking a stab in the dark. But uh, right now on 24-7, he's number 261 um, uh, on the composite, I should say, and he's number 34 wide receiver in the country. So, uh, big pickup for Alabama. We talked him about him a little bit on yesterday's podcast, predicted he'd commit to Alabama at some point. What do you think of him? Uh, real excited about this. Regardless of the ranking, people need to, to – here, here's what you need to know as Alabama fans. This kid who, who was not a uh, big name, he wasn't a big name based off his sophomore and junior years. This guy didn't go into the offseason before his senior season as, uh, I guess, what we would call a big deal, right? I mean, he, he was a name, but he wasn't a, a big name. Well, he came to Alabama's camp uh, where he ran a 4-4 and did other things in the camp going up against uh, big-time DBs that Alabama and everybody else was recruiting and showed out in camp to the point that not only did he get an Alabama offer, he became a high priority for Alabama. Once Alabama offered him, this summer, they never stopped uh, considering him uh, an A-list kid. Uh, you already have Hale from Texas. You already have Malik Benson. You already have Cole Adams, all of whom were ranked higher than uh, Jaron at the time. But Alabama continued to prioritize Jaron and never stopped. So the services may have him in, in one spot, and he may move up from there. But if Alabama was doing the rankings, he'd be in a completely different spot. And Alabama got to work with him one-on-one -on -one in camp. So this is a guy Alabama has liked from the start. I think sometimes when it's this late in the process and you take a kid who isn't a five-star or who isn't a top 100 player, you, you always get this question from fans, which is, uh, well, uh, 
he, you know, who Alabama must be on the B list. Uh, boy, Alabama's lost who they really wanted, and now they're just filling it up with just whoever they can. That's the while that may have used to have happened to some degree in some instances, the transfer portal has sort of killed the idea that you would ever take a player that's not good enough. For now, a school like Alabama is only taking players they consider A-list takes, and if they end up short, they know they can go to the portal and find someone. So, no, he's not a kid like that because there just isn't one that Alabama would take. Sure, there's a pecking order. Sure, there's a guy that's number one on your board and a guy that's number two and a guy that's number three and a guy that's number four. Sure, but you know, there's, there's, it's, it's way more simple than that, folks. It's this simple. You're a take or you're not. This kid has been a take for Alabama since this summer. He just waited until, until now to go ahead and make the decision. Uh, and, and we've known for a while that, that it was always going to be Alabama. So, uh, so that, that's a story of Jaron Hamilton. Really excited to have him. Burner, playmaker, real good fit with the other receivers. I called Jalen Hale a possession receiver, and somebody got mad at me on the board for doing that on the Bam Insider Talk of Champions board because that, that made him sound less than he is. Hey, look, you know, I would call Ja'Cory Brooks a possession receiver. That's how I call big-bodied guys with good hands that are dependable. I mean, that, that that's what a possession receiver is. He, he's going to catch the ball, and he's going to get past that first down marker. When it's third and seven, and you got a guy, you need a guy that can get open in a short area, use his body to make the catch and make the first down. That's a possession receiver to me. But Jacory Brooks, as you all have noticed, you know, I would, by the way, call Mechie a possession receiver. But I'm sure you all have noticed that Mechie and Jacory Brooks, they hold all the time. Just because I call you a possession receiver doesn't mean you're not capable of doing other things or that you're not even really good at doing other things. So, yeah, uh, to me, Hale's, Hale's a possession guy. But will he make vertical plays? Oh, he's going to make plenty of vertical plays. Uh, you mean – oh, you're talking – you went to Hale. Okay, that's yeah, fine. Like uh, one other recruiting note very quickly. There was a report on the Auburn site, and this will segue into what I'm going to talk about in the next segment. But – there was a report on an Auburn site that, you know, Tony Mitchell is still very much looking at Auburn, blah, blah, blah. And um, it got some Alabama fans sort of ruffled. And uh, so the 24-7 folks apparently gave Tony Mitchell a call and said, what's up with this? And Tony Mitchell, I'm going to try and sit, find it immediately here. Um, this is from Hank South, who's great at his job. Uh, somebody mentioned that, hey, that he just talked to Auburn. And he was like, yeah, that's why I just hung up with him. Um, he said that he's 100% locked in with Alabama. Uh, he said, I'm, I'm locked in. Nothing would change his mind off the Crimson Tide at this point in time. So if you've read a report um, about him switching or flipping or anything, according to him, and things change all the time, um, he said he doesn't plan on another visit to Auburn. Um, he does have a visit to Texas A&M. That's the only one. Certainly that, you know, could be a little bit concerning, but I'm, I'm not super concerned about it. I feel like he wants to be at Alabama. I feel like everything's working out for him to be at Alabama. So I feel like Tony Mitchell will stick with Alabama. By the way, uh, Wednesday, I don't know if you're watching this on Tuesday or, or Wednesday, but Wednesday night, Thompson – high school where Tony Mitchell goes to school and Peter Woods and some other badass dudes on that team will be taking on 
another group of, of complete superstars in Auburn High School there at Jordan-Hare Stadium. I'm going to be at the games on um, on Thursday and Friday. I'll be calling two of the games on Thursday, and then I'll be doing sideline all day Friday. So I'm really looking forward to that. I get to see Sarah Land up close and personal. Um, I can't wait for that. So uh, that's going to be Friday night. Hey, but this, it, uh, Mr. Uh, AHSAA Super 6 guy. Uh, this super is seven, but go ahead. Yeah, yeah, Super C. That's why you're the Super 7 guy. And I'm not. <laughs> I don't even got, have the number right. It used to be the Super 6. It used Correct. to be. Then Correct. They added 7A. Uh, what uh, is this not true? Auburn High School, games at Auburn, Jordan Hare, Auburn High School playing for the state championship against Thompson. Isn't there a quarterback that plays for Auburn Auburn High School last name Harson? He is now. Um, he's the. Uh, I think technically he's the backup. Um, Point being, I mean, isn't Dad going to be there supporting his son? I, th I think he is. I mean, according to all reports, he will be. So. It's quite the scene, isn't it? It is. It's, I mean, Brian Harson's um, going back to Auburn to sit in Jordan Hare as a fan to watch his son, and he should. And frankly. No one should give him anything at all, but isn't it great, proud dad, that your son's on a team playing for the state championship? I just think that it's it's obviously newsworthy that Brian Harson is is watching a game in Jordan Hare. Obviously, no, I think it's going to be it's going to be quite interesting. And again, that segues into what we're going to talk about next because uh, there was apparently also something on one of the Harsons or the Hardashians, as some people have lovingly called them, one of their Instagrams about how. Um, about Hugh Freeze coming to Auburn, and it said hook, and then in parentheses, er, and then line and sinker. I thought that was kind of funny. Uh, but let me tell everybody about Bet Online right now. Bet Online is where you want to go to get that bet in. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional amateur league out there. That's MMA, NFL, college football, college basketball, NBA, MMA, whatever you got. All the M's and the B's and the A's, they got all of them there at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you'll find those at BetOnline.net as well. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online is where the game starts. Uh, Jimmy, Yo. so Auburn has officially hired Hugh Freeze. Um, the best line I've seen so far is uh, I bet the goalposts will now be used for pole dancing. I thought that was kind of funny. Um, Dangerous. It's way up there. <laughs> it is way up there. Uh, with those high heels, can you imagine on the crossbar? Um, but yeah, it's uh, whew, I mean, I falling off and a guy below catching them and going, That's a kick six. <laughs> uh, I like it's it, likely less than a six. It's Auburn, yeah, yeah that's true. Right. More kick four and a half at two o'clock in the morning. She's a six. Um, <laughs> <but> anyway, <laughs> Uh, anyway, um, stuff. so Hugh Freeze has been hired at Auburn. Highest rated Alabama podcast on this network. <laughs> uh, Hugh Freeze has been hired by Auburn. He took a swipe at Alabama. Look, let me, I'll give him this. He's nothing if not uh, silver-tongued because he um, – Yikes. Family he, show. <laughs> he fed – the Auburn crowd and media and fans and everybody exactly what they wanted at his press conference. I mean, if you didn't know about his past, uh, which isn't all that much past, by the way, 
But if you didn't know about it, you would say, man, what a what a good old boy. What a good old Southern charmer. But and he did. He, he went everything by the how to endure yourself to the Auburn fans book. He talked about family. He got choked up. He talked about forgiveness. And then he took a swipe at Nick Saban about I hope he's nervous right now. OK, I mean, OK, again, do what you got to do. I understand. But. It's just funny. I thought I thought it was a little funny. But the bottom line is, does Hugh Freeze's arrival at Auburn, do you think it'll have an effect on Alabama recruiting? I'm going to say yes, but only yes. because – only more because you could have put a sack of wet sand in the recruiting chair at Auburn and he would be better. That sack, I'm calling it a he, it could be a she, would be better – than Brian Harson was. Because, you know, when you said, was Brian Harson going to go watch his son play? I don't know why he wouldn't. He was at his son's game every Friday night, apparently. Instead of <laughs> recruiting, you know, I mean, look, call it, call it, um, call it whatever you want to, but a lot of coaches tend to forget they have a family during high school football season because they're always somewhere on Friday recruiting. So Brian Harson doesn't know. And um, that's kind of the ironic thing. But, you know, so I think, yes, Hugh Freeze will have an effect. I mean, Hugh Freeze is going to make every staff around here work a little harder. Do I think he's going to end up, you know, providing Auburn with top five classes? I, I don't think so. Uh, top five, I don't know. I mean, it's an NIL world. It would depend on how aggressive Auburn is with NIL. And, and, and I mean, that that drives the train. I mean, you know, if, if – uh, uh, if UNLV, uh, you know, put a billion dollars in their collective, I mean, they, they would be a threat to, 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 to push Alabama off the spot. I mean, it, it's just an NIL world, and that's the number one factor in recruiting. It used to be geography. Then I'm not sure what it was, but right now it's NIL. is way ahead of geography. NIL is the number one factor in, in recruiting. Uh, you know, hey, and I'm going to uh, compliment Hugh Freeze uh, for probably my first and only time I'll ever do that on Locked on Bama. But but one thing about Hugh Freeze in, improving Auburn's recruiting is I I do believe Hugh Freeze has had some success in his career uh, as, a, as a head coach because he properly prioritizes recruiting. Much like Nick Saban, I think Hugh Freeze fully realizes that he's only going to win games if his players are better than your players. So he spends considerable time and effort doing all he can to make sure his players are better than the opponent's players. That's how Nick Saban has had his success. And I believe Hugh Freeze uh, it has that same belief system. And I think because Hugh Freeze properly prioritizes recruiting, that in and of itself is going to make a big difference. I uh, also think Hugh's pretty smart about it, too. Uh, I do think uh, – Put it this way, I, I have absolutely no doubt that starting this year, even starting this year, uh, and especially in the 24 and 25 classes, Hugh Freeze will sign players at Auburn that Alabama tried to sign. Uh, that is going to happen. Uh, get used to it. That, that's going to happen. It was never going to happen under Harson, uh, and frankly, didn't happen a ton under Gus Malzahn. It did. But not a lot. Uh, it's going to happen more frequently under Hugh Freeze, and if he has success at Auburn, it will be for that reason. No, and I, I agree with that 100%.
I really do. And um, I got some buddies that do an Auburn show every day at lunch. And today I was watching it and they said, you know, it's, it's been funny watching sort of some backtracking on this because a lot of these same folks that are now lauding this as a wonderful hire not too terribly long ago were thinking he was uh, a little bit shady, uh, to put it mildly. And uh, But anyway, the guys were saying that, hey, you know, Hugh Freeze went to Ole Miss. And like all of a sudden, you know, they were in the doldrums. Then he got them to the number eight class, number 13 class, number 11 class, number 15 class. And I was like, yeah, that's exactly why he got on probation. I mean, you know, that's that's exactly what happened. You're absolutely right. (laughs) It did get him on probation. And I know it's you're right. It's an NIL world and and, um, uh, things are going to change. And he is definitely going to get some people. And like I said, he is charismatic, especially. and, And here's the positive. I've read a lot of uh, reaction from recruits today about him on some various Auburn sites. And all the recruits were like, I don't really know who he is. I think that's a huge positive for Hugh Freeze. (laughs) If you don't know who he is and you you just listen to him talk, you're going to think, what a salt of the earth guy. But if you know He was fired in 2016. Yeah. So an 18-year-old today, an 18-year-old. Yeah. He was 12. 12. Yeah. And 12-year-olds don't spend a lot of their time going through the internet wondering, I wonder what adult has been accused of uh, soliciting hookers today. No, I mean, I, I, so it, it doesn't surprise me in the least that today's 18-year-olds wouldn't really know who Hugh Freeze is. That, that's not surprising. And it goes to also show a good lesson about how teams don't recruit really based off the glorious past traditions of the school. Like, dude, you need to sign here. You should have seen Johnny Musso or Cornelius Bennett. You're going to play football where Cornelius Bennett played. You might as well be telling them about George Washington or Abraham Lincoln or Napoleon Bonaparte. I mean, these are fictional characters and history books to these, to these kids, you know? Yeah, that's, that's absolutely right. And I mean, the traditionalist in me hates that, but it's, it's it's where we are. And you're already seeing, I mean, the transfer portal is already getting completely bogged down as it is. I mean, just on a daily basis. So yeah, Alabama's going to get some dudes from the portal. They're going to lose some dudes to the portal. Auburn's going to do the same thing. Uh, I do think uh, Hugh Freeze is a massive upgrade from Brian Harson. Um, I think anybody would have been an upgrade. I mean, literally anybody, literally anybody. I think Harson wanted out of Auburn badly and he was, he was like, I'm, I'm trying to get fired. I just want my check and I want to go. And I feel like the mission accomplished W. I mean, it worked. So Jimmy, let's go ahead and take a break. When we come back, I want to talk about some uh, bracketology for the basketball team. Okay. Uh, ESPN, Joe Lenardi came out with their latest bracketology and um, Alabama had been hovering around the six mark for a while. Now they've moved up to the four spot, Jimmy, on this latest bracketology where they would be in, they would play the first round. Again, this is all fun and games. I mean, it's so far away, but they would play their first round game in Orlando, Florida, which I, I mean, it's fine, but they're, they're games in Birmingham. So I want to get up high enough where we can actually play in Birmingham this year. That would be awesome. But uh, we would be the four seed playing Furman and UCLA would be the five playing Kent state. I find that all interesting because Alabama has a history with both those teams. Kent state knocked us out. I think in the round of 
32. Antonio uh, Gates played on yeah. that team, correct? That would later become an all-pro tight end. Yeah, we were a two seed, and we got bounced. And then uh, UCLA, of course, beat us a couple years ago. Um, we hit a long three to tie it, and then we go to overtime, and I thought we were going to win, and we didn't. And UCLA went on to win the – went on to the Final Four. They won that bracket, went on to the Final didn't Four. Didn't Reese hit that Final that, – that Yeah, Alex Reese hit it. Mm-hmm. People never forget from- that. I hate that sometimes we have basketball players and football players, but you have basketball players who do something so incredibly awesome, but when you lose the game, it's forgotten. Yeah. But that doesn't change what they did, you know? Yeah, that three was, was unreal. It was. And I mean, it was like 35, 38 yep. feet out. It, it was, was a long way. At least 10 feet behind the line with the season on the line. And he wasn't exactly our most dependable shooter, you know, exactly. for him to, 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 to knock that down. I was like, so, I mean, if I ever have the fortune, Alex Reese and the beer line, uh, it's on me, buddy. And I'm going to bring up that shot. I'm right there with you. Now, the interesting thing is uh, I'm looking over this thing. The other SEC teams, uh, they've got Alabama in the same bracket as us, uh, not uh, Kentucky, in the same bracket as us. They're good. (laughs) Kentucky, they have them as a six seed, Jimmy. Wow. Who's higher than Alabama in the SEC? Well, uh, Arkansas, also a four. They have them uh, in the West as a four. Uh, you've got Tennessee as a three. Um, and uh, you know what? I think that's fair. Tennessee just beat Kansas. They have Auburn as a five. They're in the same bracket and the South bracket. And then uh, in the Midwest, um, looking for SEC teams. I see Mississippi state as a seven. So, I mean, that's, what's that? Seven SEC teams. Is that seven or eight SEC teams? Yep. No, let's see. That was, it says eight. Now who am who did I not say? I said Tennessee. I you said seven. One. Alabama. Do we count Alabama? Okay. Alabama, Kentucky, Arkansas, Tennessee, Tennessee Auburn, Mississippi State. Who am I missing? Arkansas is seven. I don't see Auburn. the other. I said Auburn. Auburn. I said Auburn. Mississippi State. Texas A&M. No, they got Texas A&M and CC. LSU. Sorry. I see LSU now. Okay. LSU? LSU is a you play-in. Know, here's what the thing – man, we've been talking about NCAA sanctions all week because of Hugh Freeze and all that stuff. And, and and here's an amazing fact that just blows me away because I just looked into this this week. We still don't have sanctions from the NCAA on LSU. That's, that's LSU funny. has its self-imposed sanctions. But in terms of like Will Wade and a show cause that's coming for him, the LSU basketball case isn't even resolved. That's he true. was on tape discussing buying a basketball player – and I believe the basketball player was James Worthy. That's how long ago. <laughs> he was uh, – he – one other thing he got in trouble for, he reneged on payments for peach baskets for the hoops. Uh, <laughs> now, I mean, just – He so said, stupid. I offered 95 shillings. That's a strong-ass <laughs> offer. Uh, I'll trade you three pounds of corn pone for these baskets. And uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, you know – it's so stupid that the NCAA can't do that. That's so stupid. But um, regardless, very happy with Alabama uh, moving up to the four seed. I, th- I think they can do better than this. I'm also just uh, still ecstatic. I looked at CBS Sports, and they do a top five freshman, you know, you, 
is ranked every week, but they say, okay, you know, they adjust it for the year. So you might not be the top freshman that week, but they still have uh, uh, you're the same freshman at the top for the year. So they do like an annual um, thing. They have uh, Brandon Miller as the top freshman of the year so far. And, I, I mean, I think that's clear as day. I mean, I, I haven't seen a freshman as good as him. I'll tell you, the other freshman that I've seen is over at Kansas and Grady Dick, who Alabama recruited very hard. And, my God, if Alabama had gotten those two, that would have been awesome. But, I mean, I love the team we got, so I'm not going to complain at all. And uh, very, very fired up about I'm it. You're pulling the Fab Four. I did that the other day. I came up with that. Came up you with did? That yeah, I did. I came, I came up with that all alone. Brandon Miller, uh, Rylan Griffin, Jaden Bradley, and Noah Clowney. The Fab Four. I had to really reach for that, but I did. I dig it. And I mean, you know, throw a throw a Nick Pringle in there and you know. Ah, yeah, I was talking about the Fred, but you're right. He was in the recruiting class. But I, I wouldn't I mean, let's I want to see more from Pringle, obviously. Great athlete. Looks like a million bucks, but uh I want to see more from him before I before I make it a he can't be in the fab yet. He's not a fab, he's not fab yet. He looks fab. I mean he's that, you know, frankly, and since I'm still new to watching them play and, and you know, it takes me, you know, twice. And now I've got it down pretty good. But when Pringle's out there, I, I can't tell him and Clowney apart sometimes. You know, they're built a lot yeah. alike, Nick Pringle and, and Clowney. And they both can absolutely sky. So uh, exactly. Pringle, can, Pringle can really sky. He can really yeah. sky. We haven't seen him, like, have a monster jam yet. It's coming. I'm telling you, it's coming. He's got a uh, Dante Hall-type vertical. Is he left-handed? God, I mean, Jimmy, I'm making that up because I don't for know. Some reason he reminds me of he's like a a taller, bigger scenario Hillman. <laughs> <laughs> remember him? Yeah, I do I remember him? But I mean, that's like that's <laughs> well, I mean, I what Nick Pringle is to me. But well, I know you remember Nick Pringle. <laughs> you you remember Hillman? How long? No, I'm saying. Was- Scenario Hillman is the opposite of Nick Pringle to me. Well, they could both uh, – the vertical leap, I mean, that's what I'm talking about. Hillman could jump like 40 inches, and he was oh, left-handed. He just, and he was sort of built pretty well for a guard. Yeah. Uh, Pringle, is a, I think he's left-handed. He can jump 40 inches. He's built like that. But here's my question about both, and this is, I guess, where the comp comes from. Incredible athletes still not sold on the high level of basketball skill. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Um, All right, buddy, that's going to do it for today's podcast. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll talk about these rankings that are going to be coming out here shortly. We had to put this pod out real quick. But, uh, yeah, I got to go watch the rankings. I'm going to be on the ranking show, so I'm looking forward to that. But until tomorrow, roll tight, everybody. Roll tight.